This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. And now, here's your host. He talks right, he knows his stuff, and he knows how to make a girl laugh. Thank you! I'm here all week. Hi, Chris. My ex-wife used to say I always made a laugh in the bedroom, but I don't think that wasn't where I wanted to make a laugh, though. But good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day, goodbye, hello, wherever you are around this thing that we call the world. Welcome along. This is LTID TV, uh, a brand new look for the uh, running to the end of the season. Uh, just getting ready, you know, got my championship graphics ready just in case we go down. Uh, how the devil are we all? 
Um, it's nice to have Premier League football back. Oh, it's not, is it? I, I really struggled saying that then. It really is not nice to have it back because, I mean, we, we just had such a good result last week. You know, we didn't play and uh, I don't know what is actually worse. <sighs> Premier League coming back or match of the day? I mean, take your pick. Uh, personally, 20, 20 minutes wasn't that long, but um, the fact that there was no supposed pundits talking, I loved it. And I think they should stick with that every week. Obviously, if you didn't like that, you could always have gone across to GB News and watched the alternative match of the day, who had some absolutely brilliant guests on. Do check it out on Leicester Till I Die TV. Uh, it's still up there, still loud and proud. Um, we're going to get around to comments and everything first, but talking of fantastic guests, what can I say? I couldn't get any. So I'm stuck with these two instead. Let's bring him in. It's the wise old owl himself. Old, pretty much a theme going to be running through today's show. And um, we'll say hello to Craig. Hello, sir. How the devil are you? I'm good, thanks. Chris, how are you? Well, yes. Um, I have ordered, as I said um, to, to, to our guest earlier, I was on his show, I've ordered my commode so that I don't have to actually get up and leave my seat while I'm watching our team play. Um, nervous, I think, is the word. It's going to be an old-fashioned run-in, isn't it? We've, we've been here before, so... Uh... We know what to expect, and um, whereas a lot of people are following this um, wonderful team of ours, this is going to be new territory for them. So, uh, do you yeah. think it hurts more because we've had the success that we have had recently? I think so. I, I think I'm I'm almost getting to a point where the realization of of the fact that we're go we're in a relegation battle has kicked in now. So. Mm. Um, so I'm over the I'm over all of the oh we shouldn't be here blah 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 things. It's just now let's let's kick on let's try and get ourselves out of it and just try and be positive because all the all the talk of all the the stuff that's gone on isn't going to change where we are at the minute. So um, so that that's where I am at the minute. I've got a, I've just got one question for you. Um, lose on Saturday? Does Brendan Rodgers get sacked? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that last week. Come on, you I missed did. That I did. Yeah. But look, I did say that I couldn't get a great guest on, but do you know what? We don't have much of a budget on this show. I have to be honest with you, but I did get my BBC money come through. So I've got to say, at no expense whatsoever, we've got to say a big, a big hello. To Rich from Eagle-Eyed Sports. And if I can bring him up, um, it might work in a minute. It's not working, is it? He's there. I can see him. I can see him. He's waving at me. Um, let me just try something else. I Let's did all wave you at Rich, everyone. <laughs> oh, there I was trying to be funny. Ah. That'll teach you. It will. There he is. 
There he is. Welcome along, Rich. How the devil are you? What, what do you think of Palace's chances of staying up this season? Stuck on you. Got this feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose. Yes. Rich, good evening, sir. How are you? Ah, oh, good evening, gents. Hang on. Let me let me just put good myself evening, at the bottom there. There we go. There we go. Um, I mean, how if, are you, you? if you put that picture back up, and let me see if I can get the, get the pose. Hang on, it's this way. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> they give you too many choices now. Oh, what's happened there? No, it's not going to come back up. Uh, that smile's a bit too big on us. Mm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, good evening. Man, I got all that planned, and it just absolutely went tits up. <laughs> Chris, Chris, can you can you get that picture of uh, Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, from off the bot? Oh, oh no, it's you. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Look, Nicholas Parsons, <laughs> about him. Oh God, I try and do these things, and it all cocks up, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Let's. Um, this isn't going to work. This is with the best will in the world. This isn't going to work. But uh, welcome along, um, Rich. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, good evening. Um, I mean, for the next ten games, I'm going to be hiding. <laughs> uh, but you can find me on the, the YouTube channel Eagle Ad Football. Uh, we are a Palace fan base uh, on the Palace fan channel. And um, yeah, nervous times ahead. Nervous times ahead. Yeah. And there we go, just for you, he's back. So, not just for you, but stuck on you. Go and do it again. Stuck on you. Got this feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose. Okay, let us, uh, let's bring a few comments in quickly, shall we? Uh, before we get on to the preview, because they've been piling up. Uh, David is in. Good evening, David. I am well. I hope you are too. Uh, Gray is in. Evening, Chris. I hope you're well. I see Hodgson's second coming. <laughs> Lucky sod. It's been that long since I had my last one. I can't remember. Uh, but Hodgson's second coming between a number on Rogers. We'll have to look elsewhere for points. Sean is in. Hi, Chris. Mike is in. Hi, you okay? I would if I get used to this new layout thing that, that StreamYard have dumped on us. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, Sean's getting in there early with his production. Uh, with his production, his prediction is going one 0 Leicester. Uh, Nate is in from the states. Good evening, Nate. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, Sean's going. Oh, he's changed his mind. He's gone two 0 Leicester now. Uh, we'll probably be up to about nine by the time we get to the end of the show. Uh, Nate says hello, everybody. Uh, Gray Rogers. Can't go Spurs yet. He has to get us relegated first. I don't know, and I, and I say to keep mentioning this, but when I was on the GB News doing the alternative match of the day, the guy that I was talking to, Mark Nolan, him of uh, Balls of Steel fame, uh, is a Spurs fan. And he said, you know, he couldn't believe that uh, it wasn't so long ago they were shouting out for him. And I did actually offer to drive him down there, but he wouldn't take me up on it. <laughs> uh, come on, international break. Um, Everybody saying hello to Craig. Uh, evening, Craig. Evening, Craig. Hi, Nate. Hi, Craig. Everybody saying hello to everybody hey, else. Hello. 
Um, I to keep smiling. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, six pointer Rogers is here till uh, at least till end of season. Unfortunately, he is. Um, we all quite like Chris, but we all love Craig. Well, well yeah, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, let's carry on. <laughs> you know, nobody gets above me and then stays on the show. <laughs> um, Ray Lionel Richie, yeah. A 75-year-old is beating Rogers on Saturday. Um, that's if he gets served quickly at the post office with his pension, of course. Uh, <laughs> Mike says, hi, Rich, ready to cry. Hiya, Chris. Uh, looks like Lucifer Van Dross in that picture. I was trying to find one where he didn't look quite as chubby, but I was struggling. <laughs> I'm honest with you, so I do apologise. Um, look. We, 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 I was on your show less than half an hour ago, and we're, we're both in the deep doo-doos, basically from you down. Um, yeah. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way first. Um, and you didn't mention it, but right or wrong for Vieira to go, and then right or wrong for Rogers to come in. And Rogers, we should be so lucky. <laughs> or, uh, uh, I, saw, I saw Craig smile then for Hodgson to come in. Um I'm torn with the Vieira situation only because, all right, on one hand, you've got no win this year, uh, which is not doesn't look good. But then when you think about the teams we've played, they've all been top off at the table minus Villa. Mm. Um, that includes playing United twice, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Newcastle, um, Spurs. Now, it's been a very, very tough running. Um, and like I said to you, Chris, I would have liked to have seen Vieira get Saturday and then the Leeds game. And if then it didn't work out, fair enough. However, I can understand why the sacking came when it came. It's given Roy two weeks to work with the players during the international break. Um, instead of him going straight into the deep end, um, Roy's coming, he knows the club, which helps. Um, all we can do is just get behind him, you know? And I feel like um, I feel a little bit better with with the Roy appointment because obviously we know it's up until the end of the season and we've actually started talking to managers for next season, including like Paolo Fonseca and Adi Husa, who um, was previously manager at Borussia Gladbach. So um, there, there's some good calibre managers that we're looking at and it goes away from the the Gerrards, the Lampards, the Hassan Hootles and, and such, you know, which I was like, no, I hope we don't get one of those. So... Um, very well at Palace. Now, apparently, we're not a big enough club for him, and he nearly got relegated with Everton. So, hey, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, we've, we've just got to somehow survive, you know, hmm. and then see what the future holds. Craig, I mean, Rich said there no wins, but they played all the top half of the you know teams. Hmm. Um, we're pretty much the same, but we've only played bottom half teams. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this is the proverbial six-pointer must-win. I mean, I joke then about he's going to go. We know he's not going to go. He's no. there till the end of the season. Um, is it not interesting, though, that from 12th down, and I'll get it right this time, there's three clubs that haven't sacked their manager this season, mm -hmm. and the others have. It's going to be interesting to see who gets it right, isn't it? Well, it will. You know, there's every chance that some are going to come out and say that they haven't and some say they have. I mean, I, I don't like saying it, but I, 
you know, I predicted this of Palace, you know, quite a while ago. Um, I, I could see it coming because, you know, you hadn't been winning. You were sitting there and luckily you had a decent points total from the first half of the season um, that almost sort of masked the fact that you were on a bad run because you were sitting there and there was a bit of a gap. But it always looked like uh, over a period of time, if you couldn't get a win, you were going to get reeled in. And and, and so, so it's happened. It's a tricky one with Vieira and, and then going down a Hodgson route. I think sometimes it comes down to performances. And I've said this with you, Chris, enough times. You know, I, I look at the res- the performances rather than the results sometimes. Uh, and going way back to that 6-2 against Spurs, you know, we had a good performance, even though we ended up getting a 6-2. And then we went on a decent run. So I'll be interested to know, Rich, uh, is it just the results that you've not been getting or have the performances not been there? It's kind of been inconsistent. We've had some really dire performances and such. But um, but then we've also had really good performances and may have been unlucky not to, to win and some we've been lucky to get a point out of. Mm. And like you said, some of these fixtures, they're, they're hard. We're playing literally the top half. They're all fighting for something, whether it's Europe or, or for the league and such. Um, I think the turning point for us was the Brentford draw. Mm-hmm. I think that was when I thought, okay, yeah, this ain't looking good because had Jordan Ayew decided to pass the ball down the line as opposed to try a 50-yard pass, Mm -hmm. uh, we would have got three points out of it and it could be a completely different scenario, you know. Um, But yeah, I I kind of like it. It looked as if the players stopped playing for him. I think that's the thing. Yeah, see, I, I haven't really seen that with us, you know, I th- we've we've turned in some pretty dire performances, but it, it doesn't. It's not really looked like they're not playing for him, mm. uh, and I think that's basically what's own the only thing that saved him his job. Um, I think if the players are down tools, then I think he, he would be gone. Um, but we've been in games, we've been patching games, and then you know we've just missed chances and, and, and made mistakes that have been punished and. You know, it's those little things in a game that, that sort of swing it. You know, we we had the one the other day where, you know, Dewsbury Hall would have scored, I mean, two yards out any other day, day of the week against Chelsea. And, and he scuffs it. And, you had uh, to yeah. mention that, didn't you? <laughs> I know, but these are the little things, aren't they? Yeah, that, that yeah. The whole different complexion on a game. You know, if we'd have come out of that, we, we played pretty well against Chelsea, I thought. You know, we could have easily come away with at least a draw there. And we came away with nothing. So it looks bad because people are looking at the result, not necessarily the performance. Is um one that worries me, and I and I've got to be honest with you, I'll say I don't know anything good about Palace really, but it's gonna be I mean I, I there's so many cliches coming out with now, but it's gonna be eleven cup finals. We're gonna to have to see players leave the the, the blood on the pitch. I would argue that we haven't got many players that look like doing that. I've seen, you know, I've seen more danger from the Powerpuff Girls than I have from our first eleven sometimes. But Rich, do you is is your team aggressive? Do you see that? Do you see your team as fighters? You know what? Um, Paddy McCarthy took charge of the Arsenal game at the Emirates, and for twenty five minutes we matched them. You know, it was just like defensively Wolf switched off, allowed Ben White to get in behind and Saka to get in behind for the two goals and we were 2-0 down all of a sudden. Then from there, it's an uphill battle. 
But for 25 minutes, we put in an absolute shift and we could have probably taken the lead as well. So if we can get that fight a bit more consistent and for longer spells, um, then I'll be happy. I think I think that's all the, the fan base wants now is just a bit of fight. You know, if if we go down, but we've say we've fought every game and we were lucky, so be it. If we go down with a whimper, then there's going to be a lot of noise made towards our board. Mm-hmm. Craig, same question to you. I mean, have you seen you go to the home matches? Mm. Have you seen any evidence of any fight on the pitch? I've seen it in patches, and that's what's annoying. And and when we play more aggressively we look a better team for it rather than, um, yeah, I, I disagree that I, I, I don't know what games you've been watching. Um, I, yeah, we, we've played in patches. I, there was a bit in the, um, in the, in the Fulham game where for 20 minutes, we sort of just went for it almost like a scrap uh, and we look much better for it. We, because I think if we can win that battle, then we do have, um, you know, arguably better players. You, you know, overall, when our best eleven is on the pitch, we have got a lot of talent there. So I think if we can win the battles, then our talent should see us through. You know, yeah. um, too often we haven't had the fight. You know, it's been too too tippy tappy, and and that's what just is just annoying. And that's what annoys most fans. I think, oh. even in the situation that we're in. I think sometimes if you do, you know, roll your sleeves up, have a real crack and then you get beat, people can say fair enough. You know, if you're tippy-tappy around trying to outpass players forever, then uh, outpass teams in, in your own half, it doesn't matter what, you know, what happens, the, the result goes against you. you you're not going to be on, a, on any solid ground because you've not really had a go. And I think that's what most fans want to see because every fan at the end of it, would rather be wearing a shirt and out there and putting everything in. So when the players don't do it, it's not acceptable. Or appear not to do it, I think you're yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. So I, don't think, yeah. I don't think any player actually crosses that no. white line thinking, no. I'm not going to put in a performance today. Having said that, if I was a player there, I would be thinking twice about going out and playing well because all that will happen is Rogers will come out, praise you to the hill, blow smoke up your arse, and you won't see the see the first team for the next six months. Mm. But I just want to bring I jest, of course, but you know I you know it's true. Uh, I just want to bring Gray's comment back up and say I actually see where he's coming from with this, uh, Craig, because mm. you know. How often, you know, he has come out and he has thrown the players under a bus, Not maybe not before the game, but certainly after the game. It's never him. It's always the players. Or yeah, I, I didn't know Rodgers was part-time managing Spain, to be honest with you, because the, the grass is too long was a classic Rodgers excuse. But he has got a habit of blaming the players, hasn't he? And to be honest with you, I'm, you know, that, that would piss me off. He, he he has, but on the other side, I think that comes down to whether you like the manager a lot. Because sometimes you'll get the same the same argument will be, well, at some point the players have to take responsibility for their performances. You know that that happens as well. It can't all be the manager. I'm not saying I'm again. I'm playing a devil's advocate role here, but also, you know, sometimes. I mean, how did you think about Conte? And his speech after his game, 
slagging off his players and saying that they didn't have a desire and they didn't have a will to win and it's been endemic at the club for 20 years and that's why they've not lost it. Uh, that's why they've not won anything. Do you want a manager who just blows smoke up the backsides of the players all the time or occasionally just come out and say, they're not putting it in as well. It's a really tricky one. And I don't agree with some of the stuff he says. Definitely not. And he, he is full of excuses and I can't stick that. But occasionally, some play, sometimes players have to take responsibility as well. Let me ask you, Rich, what did you think of Conte and what he said? I found it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. You know what it is, yeah? And I think it just kind of like epitomises how football is at the moment. A manager can't criticise anyone anymore, mm. especially publicly. Um, I, basically, look, let, let's just get this straight. I'm sure Conte was going to get sacked regardless at the end of the season and stuff. And I think he knew that, but the only way he was going to be able to get out of out of there with a pay was to get sacked. I'm sure Levy would have tried to hold out until um, the summer so that Conte leaves and he doesn't have to pay him out because Levy is very tight with his pockets. Uh, so how am I going to try and... Um, get out of this club. Let me say something mad <laughs> and stuff. And he literally called out the players. I mean, there was truth in what you said, but obviously yeah. you've got to be professional about it and stuff. Um, yeah. It's kind of similar to Vieira. This just came back to mind, actually. He called out um, Otten Edouard live to the, to the media, you know. Um, I think he was just questioning his work rate, you know, and stuff. And um, I, I don't think that went well, down with, well with the players, you know. Because, and especially with the fans, because we're all expecting him to start games, and he's not been starting many games mm. under Vieira this year. Um, to the point where Saha's been up front, Ayu's been up front, Mateta's played a few games up front. And it's like, really, sort of thing. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping that Ray will get um, Edward's confidence back up. Because if he yeah. plays well, we play well. I mean, I'm going to just respond to that because I, I have a new section on my channel called Life's a Pitch, and it's a bit of a soapbox uh, show. Um, it's not live, so I can say what I want without anybody coming back to me. Um, I think you're quite right there, Rich. We can't say boo to anybody these days. You know, you hurt a player's feeling. The players run the game. The players run the club, you know, because it is cheaper to sack the manager. And, Andrew, you're saying there's 10 million reasons Rodgers can say what he wants. It, we don't know that. It isn't ten million. He's not on ten million a year. He hasn't got a ten million sellout clause. I think he's only got—is it one season left, Craig, uh, on his contract? It isn't anywhere near ten million. So let's let's just put that to bed. But you can't say boo to a goose in this game, you know, because you know. Let's if if Jamie Vardy goes running to top saying, "Oh, he said this about me," you know, what's top gonna? He's gonna take probably take Vardy's uh, side. As regards Conte, I tell you what, I loved what Conte did because he hasn't done it. And I don't agree with coming out and naming players after, you know, uh, all the time. And Rodgers tends to do it after every game, possibly because we're losing so many. But Conte at least so showed some passion and some fire, you know, that it's not all down to the manager. We know that, but you can't sack 15 players, but you can sack one manager. We know it's not down to the manager, just the manager. 
But well done to Conte for having the balls to stand up and say, do you know what? The chairman's pissing me off. The players are pissing me off. No wonder I can't do a good job. And I wish Rogers showed a tenth of that passion rather than stand at the side of the pitch, impersonating a seal, writing his shopping list down in his notebook. Um, and I just... I'd, I'd, I'd love him to do that. And if it needs to be saying, to be said, let's say it. Because us fans say it. But again, oh, we're not allowed to boo the players because we might get them upset. They might not perform. I'm sorry. These are, the, yeah, they, these are all things that we say when things are not going well. You know, when we were in the top four, he was exactly the same and nobody said a word about it. Of course, because we're winning. Exactly. I mean, that's what I mean. You know, so it heightens everybody's passions and we're all looking for reasons for why and we're all looking for scapegoats and the scapegoats are uh rogers and amati and whoever else you know we think as a as a evans, um, evans yeah. and, and uh barnes yeah. don't forget barnes as well yeah, yeah so no, we all do no. it we all do it and we all do it when things are not going particularly well because we all think that we have all the reasons and all the answers and the fact is None of us know what the hell goes on in that training ground, no. you know, and and it could be well, that we, all we know what goes on. We've got Doctor well, Death working there, and, we yeah. know, and he injures every but player. It, but it could be all week that you work on certain drills and you work on this, that, and the other, and then you go out on the pitch and the players don't do what you ask them to do. It's difficult to not stand up sometimes and say, you know, I, I, what more can I do? It's. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending. I'm just trying to put another angle across no. another and, view. And you are quite right. And I'm sure if Vieira had, had got Palace, you know, where Brighton are, he wouldn't have been sacked. You know, yeah. it, it, this is it. It, 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 it. I think we have to accept that. You know, we we've had a great run of success, mm. but the reality is the size of the club. It's always going to be cyclical, and you are going to have some seasons like this, and you just hope that you get through it and you get on to another season where it's a little bit better? I think, for me, we've had two seasons like this, and that's, that's not, you know, acceptable. I mean, Rich, try and sum up Vieira's style of play. Because, I mean, you know, when Rodgers came in, he was replacing Puel, and we all said, oh, my God, Puel's football is so boring, it's just across the pitch. And for a while, Rodgers got us, you know, to play really exciting football, got Vardy going again. And now, and this is only my opinion, I'd sooner be watching a, a team play under Puel than a team play under Rogers. What was it like with Vieira? Was the, was the team playing well or, or was the team just all over the place? So his first season, we would say would have like a very high press, high press um, possession-based football. Because obviously, don't forget, we've we just come out of um, Roybal and mm. such, where it was literally part the bus and hope that Eze or Saha does something. Vera comes in, it's like a breath of fresh air, in a sense. It's like, oh my gosh, we're trying to pass the ball around and we're pressing and so on and so forth. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, we had the likes of Conor Gallagher that helped and such. Uh, I think losing Czech Coyote as well was was huge. And we didn't ever replace him. I think we only brought in uh, Czech Decore, which who he's been brilliant, he's been brilliant for us, but it was mm. just not enough, you know. Um but then, obviously, you got to question the gaffer because, yes, you may not have the players for it, but the style shouldn't change. That's the, that's And that's what went wrong. You know, it, all of a sudden, we're not pressing. Our passing ain't as good. 
we have no style, you mm. know. And I think that's what what caught Vieira out. Like he got literally found out and stuff, and it wasn't the plan B. Andrew said here, Craig, um, and I'll come back to Rich's point in a minute because the table put the table up there. The training ground hasn't improved just one single bit. I think I say with the injuries, it just seems that it's highlighted now. And like I say, when Fafana first joined us before we became the Judas and everything, you know, he made the comment that it's such a a high pressure training, you know, and he couldn't yeah. believe it. And what gets me is that there's nobody, whether it be Top, whether it be Susan, whether it be John Rudkin, has actually come out and gone, why is this happening? Johnny mm-hmm. Evans, he played five minutes, walked off the pitch, went to training, got injured. I mean, what the bloody hell yeah. is going yeah. on there? But again, but we're, 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 we're dealing in contradictions here because we just talked about the fact that um, Brendan shouldn't be out coming out in public and saying things about you know what's going on this that, and the other. But then we're asking on the same hand, why are other people at the club not coming out publicly and saying? No, that? no, no, no sorry, we'll be asking that. I actually meant... will be asking that, but we don't know. I went to why? Yeah, but why? To me, it's why because I think if they were asking something of Rogers, not coming out and yeah. saying, oh, you know, we've just had a word with Rogers about his training. No, I didn't yeah. expect that, but. If they were talking to Rogers about it, surely he would have done something about it. Well, you, you would hope so, wouldn't you? But well, again, but we, we this is it. Because we're not there and we start asking loads of questions and, and, we, and we make loads of assumptions. But you're right, something's not right. But it, I don't think it's, it's, it's just us, to be honest. There seems to be a lot of um, injuries. I mean, Liverpool have been ravaged with injuries as well. So it's not just us, but the fact is they've got the money to go and buy new players and have a much deeper squad than we have, and that's it. The same things that are happening, you know, we talk about the fact that players get fed up of hearing a manager's voice, and I think that happens at every club. You've got a you've got a lifespan. It's like anyone, you know, new relationships. Early on, you know, everything's right. You can't get enough of them. You know, you love them. You respond to whatever they say. And then over a period of time, it's just like hearing the same thing over and over again. What happens in the big clubs is they sell those players and just spend loads of money on new ones. And it's, you know, it's fresh uh, for them. The sales We've manager the same... coming out in you there, Craig. Pardon? That's the sales manager coming out in you there, isn't it? <laughs> but that's what it is. Say... We, can't, we can't afford to do it. So we do end up, and we will end up, and I'm sure we will. I'd be shocked if, if Brendan is manager next season. I'd yeah. be surprised. I mean, can I just say... I am not disagreeing with everything you say. But no, like I know. You you're say, a devil's advocate, same I as I am. I devil's advocate <laughs> to exactly. create conversation. Of course yeah. I am. Um, if anybody's got a little bit worried, probably it's because I've put the table up there. Rich is in from Rich Sports, uh, Big Man United channel. Go over there, check it out. Um, Rich, the, well, ask, I'm confused. Two Riches. <laughs> Rich, in, Rich, in the, <laughs> Rich from Eagle Eyed. Uh, Six-pointer, he's not wrong, is he? It's huge. This I think this is the biggest game of the running for both clubs. And the reason why I say that is there's three games which involve six teams playing each other. And the one thing you don't want to do is lose momentum. Now, for us, we've been on a downward spiral since the beginning of the year because we've not won. Well, please, we feel, have feel to, free to keep that momentum. <laughs> we have to somehow turn it around. A win against Leicester could be the thing that literally saves our season. 
you know, we lose to Leicester. Cause I, I'm not expecting much at Leeds away because I think they're starting to pick up a bit of form. And Javi um, Gracia, I believe his manager is, he's doing a decent job with them and such. If we're a point, I wouldn't be too mad. But we can't lose the game. But if we do draw this game, we have to pick up four points from the Southampton and the Leeds games as well, mm. which are our, our next two away games and such. But to, in order to stay in the league, I, I think we need to be... Of the five home games we have, we need to win three. We're going to be looking later in the show at the runnings and what have you, as we did on yours uh, earlier. Um I mean, yeah, Roger's saying this will be his biggest achievement was a little bit of a known goal in my eyes. But um, I joked earlier on, on Rich's channel, Craig, that um, we're going to see, and well, it wasn't really a joke, to be honest with you, but we will see who is right because there's three teams in that bottom uh, nine that haven't changed the managers this season. Six of them have, and one of those twice. So it'll be interesting at the end of the season which team had uh, has, has got it right. And I got shot down for saying that at least, you know, um, oh, who, who's, your, who's your owner, Rich? Parrish. Parrish. Steve Parrish has got balls to, to make that decision. Well, ours seem to sort of be like Nero fiddling while Rome burns. Um, I also went on a West Ham channel on Tuesday, and it's amazing. They, it's like It was like looking in the mirror. Because everything they were saying about their club, you could just tip X West Ham out and write Leicester in. And the question was, because obviously, like I say, Palace have made that decision. Obviously, I don't think we will now. And I think it's probably going to be best. Because there has to be some point when you say that's it for the season. Because it's, you know, just... Unless you walk for the course and do it with two games to go. Um, I jokingly said that I would quite happily swap Moyes for Rodgers. <laughs> and let me just say my thinking on this, right? And this is only till the end of the season. I don't want him any longer. Um, but it's just that freshness of somebody coming in, different ideas, you know. Look when Ben Mee took over Burnley. Yes, he didn't keep them up, but they suddenly were on a great run for four or five games. And that could be the difference between staying up and going down. What thoughts on that? They, I, I mean... For me, I'll just take that first, Rich, is, again, if you want to look at it the other way, OK, we've got a manager until the end of the season, then he's gone. You know, what's the... Um, so I impress him, and then a new manager comes in who doesn't like me. I think regardless of who the manager is, the player should be going out and giving 110% anyway. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. He should be playing for three things. One, your wage packet, earn your money. Two, your own personal pride. And three, the fans of whom everyone would swap places with you. The manager is the one who organises you and does all that. So all of this, you know, are they going to react to a manager who's going to be there for six, seven, eight games? I, I'm not sure. If you if you get a bounce, it's because a new manager's come in who's been given a three-year contract. You've got to impress him. If you've got to impress a guy who's going to go at the end of the season, I'm not so sure what that actually brings. It's a very good point, that, Rich. I mean, do you remember when uh, Pellegrini was sat... Well, he was it was told that he was going to be leaving Manchester City with about 10 games to go. Uh, what happened? Leicester went on and won the Premier League that season. It, mm. That is a very good point, isn't it? It is. And um, But on the flip side, 
things were getting bad. <laughs> so, I mean, if the problem is, like, and this goes to my earlier point, like, managers, unfortunately, can lose the dressing room. You know, so that adds on to the Edward um, situation. There could have been another player that's like, wait, how can you go and say that about Odson? Even mm. um, Eze, Eze's not played that much this year. Mm. So you think of Michael Elise, him and Eze are like really close friends. Or like players are going to chat like, wait, why is Eze not starting and so on and so forth? Or why is this start, guys? So that in itself could become... It's just a toxic environment for so like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I can't be bothered, sort of. Which is, is not good. I'm not saying it. It's good. Because the players need to be playing for the badge and their wage packet as well. Mm. But it, ha- it happens. It happens. Mm. So with Ray coming in, he's probably coming and said, you know what, guys? Listen, I'm only here to the end of the season. I'm sure you want to be playing at the likes of Old Trafford and the Etihad and stuff. Yeah. And not so much Kenilworth Road. Uh, Carroll Road, etc., etc. You know, just give me your best. Whatever happens from it, happens from it. Give me your best. Enjoy yourself. Put a smile back on your face, and let your football do the talking. And I think that's sometimes you know this old saying: "Ah, oh, a player just needs an arm around their shoulder." Mm. That's what we. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Need at Palace for these ten games. The thing where I remember when Ben Mee did take over at Burnley for those last few games, um, the, the, the players were saying it was great because they now played with the freedom that they hadn't had before, and it can just just be that. Uh, I mean, a comment here from Mike uh, against my better judgment. I watched BR's press conference today. I. I Refuse to now, <laughs> to be honest with you. I am so fed up with his um, total crap comments. BR only talks a good game. Do you know what I think? Is I, I watch his. I used to watch his press conferences, and last week we we we, we showed a bit of it, and I actually cut it off before the end because I was falling asleep. Um, it's almost like that the, and I'm sure this isn't true, Craig. But it's almost like the. Um, Press has said, you know, like when you when the, oh we're going to interview King Charles, right? You can talk yeah. about this, you can talk about you can't talk about Andrew, you know, you can't talk mm-hmm. about Harry, but you can talk about Camilla and all this. It's almost like they're given a top a list of topics they can and they can't talk about, and all this sort of, you know, you, if you're playing for a club or certainly for Leicester, that they will not come out and talk to fans and what have you because they'll get asked the questions that they're not being asked in the press conference. True. I, I, I mean, I, I'd love to know the the real truth behind that, whether 
whether they're not asking the tough questions or whether they don't want to ask the tough questions. You know, I, I don't like the whole thing. You know, pre-match conferences, post-match press conferences, post-match interviews, it's all rubbish because no one's going to come out and say exactly what they really think. Nobody's asking really questions that the, the fans want to answer. You get these inane things. Oh, you've lost three nil. You must be really disappointed. Hey, guess what? Um, so, and you know also that I think these days that managers go into press conferences with a wall up already because they know that they're going to be asked questions to try and get a reaction because these these sky and God knows what they want sound bites. They want to make a story out of something. Yeah. We go back to the days of, you know, the old classic managers of the days when you you and I were, were growing up and watching football, Chris. There wasn't, cameras, there wasn't cameras on managers and players the whole time trying to fill 24 hours a day of football. So they have to try and create stories. So I think I'd be the sim, I'd, I'd be similar. I would be like not trying to give them anything to try and create a story. Now, don't get me wrong. I can't stand half the stuff that Brendan Rodgers comes out with. I just It's inane drivel, and it does my head in as well. But I also understand why they don't want to give anything away and try and make drama um, to fill 24 hours of coverage that Sky will repeat on a 15-minute cycle through the night. Right, uh, Rich, is it, it's no longer a sports industry now. It's an entertainment industry almost, isn't it? Yeah, um, I, I'm going to say statistics, um, the media, now VAR, it's just ruined the game. <laughs> Honestly, well, don't get us on VAR. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ruining the game. It's so yeah. analytical Gents, if you're watching, now. tell your wife you're not coming to bed until tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel it's just so analytical. Like you said, mm. um, the, the questions asked um, are so scripted and boring and um you know it's funny you say that because you know what there's a lot of like anger towards even just fan channels because like i look at the face for example like the united uh united view with flex and he's been able to go into like manchester united and have like um be in the, the media and ask questions and he will go and ask the proper questions because he's asking as a fan Mm. <laughs> you know, and that's what all we want as as fans is to hear managers or even the media just ask questions as what fans want to hear. Mm. You know, it's the same boring drivel. I was looking at like obviously towards back in the Petri Vieira's um, tenure. I was just sitting thinking, why has no one asked him about what's gone wrong with Odds and Edward, like mm. properly, like. This is what we, as fans, we want to hear. We're thinking, why is he sitting on the bench? Mm. Yes, he's come out and said, ah, oh, I know he can do better. He needs to show he can do better. He needs to have the hunger and the fight. Okay, so what was the problem? What was the issue? Like, be explicit. Did he call you a, a bald-headed <laughs> idiot on the training field? What was it? <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah. I, yeah, it'd been very brave if he'd done that. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? It's amazing that how uh, when football was played behind closed doors, the fans were the most important aspect of football. Yeah, and how quickly that's been forgotten. Yeah. Oh, oh, hundred and ten percent. 
Let me ask you both this. I don't know whether we've actually talked about this, Craig. I'm, I'm pretty sure we must have done. But I'll come to you first, Rich, and then Craig, if you can answer the same question. Your thoughts on the fact that why referees are not allowed to come out and talk after the game and discuss the, the, their decisions? Apparently, they did once. Um... Chris, you said that we can't talk about anything that's going to lead people's wives to be waiting until 12 a.m. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Let, let, Don't let, get me started. <laughs> I, I've got the mute button, so I can stop you at any point. Um, but apparently, they did They did actually, and I can't remember it happening, but apparently it did happen one time, and the managers went absolutely up the wall. And they said, we were going to appeal that red card, but we can't now. Because you've come out and sort of, you know, it's like, you know, giving uh, information out before a trial. And so it was the managers that actually stopped the referees um, uh, talking to to, to be after the game. But even still, that doesn't make any sense because if the referee has given a red card incorrectly and it explained the reason why, if it's still wrong, appeal it. He sent off, was it the Arsenal versus. Chelsea game. Did he send a, send, didn't a ref send off the wrong player? Like, <laughs> don't they? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got instances where referees are booking players three times. You know, like mm-hmm. mistakes. They make mistakes. So they've got to come out and I think they need to come out and say their reasons for this. Mm-hmm. Especially with VAR now, because it's yeah. almost as if like if a referee makes an onside decision incorrect, VAR is very scared to overturn it because it makes the referee look bad. But, hello, wasn't VAR used to help the referee in the first place? It's a mess. It's a mess. And you know what? I'm not saying VAR's perfect elsewhere, but I don't think you hear as much controversy in Serie Mm. A, La Liga, well, maybe Liga and you do hear a bit more controversy. But in the Prem, it's a regular occurrence. Mm. Craig, I mean, it was actually Keith Hackett, the ex-head of PGMOL, that told me that. Um, and I'm, I'm not telling tales. If you want to check out the anybody that's not watched it yet, it was a very interesting hour that I had chatting with him, and it is still under the conversation on LTID TV. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. I think it would help referees. You know, I would think I it, would, it, it would... You know... We we uh, criticise referees' decisions because we don't understand them half the time. You know, mm. if, a, if a referee comes out and said, you know, it's the old thing, I can only give what I can see. And at that time, that guy was blocking my viewer that I couldn't see it, so I could only give what I could see. You've yeah. got camera angles all the way around. You get a perfect view of every incident. I get to see it, and I get to see it once. And if something's gone wrong, I expect VAR to, to call me up and have another look. If we understand why they're making the decisions they make, I think that would only put them in a better light and make us understand them a little mm-hmm. bit more. The fact that they are so aloof um, and just so they play such an integral part of football, yet they're like ghosts. You know, just American football, you know, just flick a switch on your microphone and tell the fans why you've just given that penalty. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's Perfect not difficult. Me, yeah. It's not difficult. But this Do is once more the fans are at the back of the queue in terms of what they want from their football. Yeah. yeah. And and you know what's with the American football, because I watch it a lot. Do you know what's beautiful about that? 
the transparency is there for everyone, for coaches, for yeah. players, for the fans. And yet the coaches can still throw a challenge flag. Yeah. To challenge it. it so there's... Yeah. If they split, like, they were like, no, I don't agree with that. I'm going to challenge this because I don't believe... It, it mm. works so perfectly. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's still... Areas then, how long is the average American football game? Oh, that's hey, because okay. changing players and stuff there. It's not... Hey, yeah, but ours, ours is getting longer and longer with players rolling around on the floor. This so is very... excited about that. <laughs> and... And each VAR decision takes what four yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I opened a minefield again there, yeah. you know. Rich, head to head, 21 times we've played each other in the Premier League. Uh, we've both got eight wins. You've got four, uh, you've won four at home. We've won three away. It's got nil nil written all over it, this, hasn't it? See, I, I'd rather a 2 2. At least then we've scored some goals. <laughs> oh, I mean, you got, I can't remember his name, but the guy on the channel when I was on your channel earlier reminded us about the 5 0. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's an anomaly, to be fair. I don't, I don't see that happen again. But, but uh, I was at the Emirates when we lost 4 1, and we were literally charting to the Arsenal fans, we've scored a goal. <laughs> and so, so um, yeah, look. Because we're at home, I'm expecting us to just about get over the line. Mm. But I'm I'm gonna be under no like illusion that listen, man for man, Leicester are a very, very good side. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would agree so, with you. I mean, we got what was it, uh eight out of the eleven players in a joint team? Mm-hmm. Mind you, there was me and Jack against you, yeah. so it was only fair. <laughs> And I, and I, I did tweak it a little bit afterwards, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I went to the toilet when you were doing that. <laughs> um, Craig, I mean, it, it has—I'd say not necessarily nil-nil, but it has got a draw written all over it. And I always ask you this, and I will ask you again. We will come to the predictions later, but if it is a draw, I know I always say, "Would you take that?" But it's not enough, is it? I'd take it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take I'd, I'd take points away. Uh, from home, particularly against teams that are in and around us, uh, and then win our home games. I think, as I said to you last week uh, or two weeks ago, going into the Brentford game, I think it was important to just start picking up points because you never know which is the point that is going to be the one that gets you over the line. So I, I don't think a point away at Palace is ever a bad result, to be honest, because they're never games that everybody gets excited about. You know, they never seem to be great games. I don't think anybody has said, oh, wow, we're playing Palace this week. It's just one of those games that doesn't get people excited, I'm sure, on it, on either side. Um, so I think it's important that we don't allow teams to get further away from us because the longer that you can keep all the teams around you, the more chance I think you've got, got of getting out of it. Yeah. If, if one right. or two start getting away then it, it puts more and more pressure on every game. Yeah. Mike, hold that thought of the 3-1 and when we come to the scores later, you might find something interesting. Can, can I address um, Gray's comment, by the way? Of course you can. We you haven't must. scored yet. <laughs> you haven't played Leicester. See, I travelled to the KP and I thought I said that with Danny Ward. I was thinking, oh, Danny Ward's in gold. Everyone's been scoring two, three, four goals past him. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't have a shot on target. <laughs> well, it's then, just but then, pretty dull games. Yeah. Well, we, we would look at that and think Danny Ward's had a good game, even though we didn't have anything to save. He didn't concede. You know, look. I mean, if that doesn't scream draw at you guys, then look at the form going into it. Palace have lost four, drawn one. Leicester's drawn one, lost four. Um, I mean, it, it's. But you have played Arsenal, Brighton, Man City, Villa, and Liverpool, like you say there, Rich. We've played Brentford, Chelsea, Southampton, although we've got Arsenal and Man- Manchester United. I, I, it's yeah. I just it just to me just confirms you know literally how 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 squeaky our bums will be. Let me put it that way. But just some facts here that I managed to, and, and Craig loves a good fact. Um, we'll look at Palace first. Palace, I'm sorry about this, uh, Rich, but it has to be done. Palace have not won in the league in 2023. And that form led to the dismissal of Patrick Vieira with 75-year-old former Eagles boss Roy Hodgson given the task of keeping them in the division, which obviously has got great experience of that, obviously, his time at Watford. Uh, eight of the matches in Palace's running are against teams in this relegation battle, including a final day home game with Nottingham Forest. Wow, no, you didn't realise that. that. Uh, David, bye, mate. I'll see you soon. Uh, Crystal Palace has selected only 20 players in their starting lineups this season, the same as Arsenal and Newcastle. Only Manchester City, 18, have, ha- have started fewer players than Palace. Yeah. And that's that, that down that to the board. Which, Sorry, I was going to say, did you realize that not so consistency? No, because our starting lane 11 changes from time to time as well. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not been consistency with that, but like, we've not strengthened enough. Uh, Vieira was like, he came out and literally said, like, I need players. Then Parrish does an interview and goes, in January, we're only looking for loans. Vieira's like, I need signings. Like, and he's only really been back to his, his first summer window. Three other windows he wasn't back, uh, and we've got a very thin squad. And it, we've got it gets thinner in the summer because we've got a lot more players going at the end of the season, end of contracts. So yeah, yeah. Craig, now are you ready for hours? <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, you, bring him on. You know you are. Leicester City came eighth last season. <laughs> Memories of a time we uh, and reached the semi-finals <laughs> of the Europa Conference League. It seems so long ago. Uh, but made an awful start to this campaign as they only picked up one point in their first seven matches. City have only won two league matches post the World Cup and they've taken only eight points from their past ten matches. However, six of our remaining or their remaining matches are against their relegation rivals and only three against teams in the Premier League's top eight. Straws grasping at or can we take a little bit of um, joy out of that? Um, I think you grasp at any straws, don't you? I mean, if you go back to the last game, you know, I, I think any of us really would have taken a point away at Brentford. That's not a bad result for anybody, to be mm. honest, because they are pretty strong at home. So to come away from a point uh, with a point from Brentford wasn't too bad at all. And, and again, we could we could have easily got three points there. It's probably a shame there was the international break because you, you want to try and build on that again. And, yeah. and every time there's been a break, it's not really helped us. So, mm. uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, Maddie's had a, a, a fantastic 
full debut for England uh, in the week. So hopefully he can bring that confidence with him. And at the at the end of it, and I've said this so many times, Chris, doesn't matter what level you're playing at, confidence is so, so important in football. You know, that I, I noticed if you watched if you watch Madison, his confidence grew through the game. His first couple of touches were giving the ball straight back to the person who gave it to him. And that's a confidence thing. You don't want to make a mistake, so you just get rid of it quick. As that game went on, he was more comfortable in taking the ball and turning and doing things. And that's what confidence does. And if we can play with a bit of confidence, I'm, I'm confident that we have got the quality of players that can get us through. It's all about confidence. Even you'll be confident if we are confident. I, I, I'm confident in saying that. Good, good. Now, um, I don't know if anybody saw this on the BBC, but they have been in touch with data specialist Nielsen's Green Note, sorry, Nielsen's, Nielsen's Grace Note, and they have studied the stats and judged each team's chances of being relegated based on their remaining fixtures. Green Note say, I'll say Grace Note, I don't know, Grace Note says 39 points will be enough to guarantee Premier League survival. Now, I do love, I do love a good supercomputer moment and this is a, a supercomputer moment uh look away um forest fans <laughs> luke sorry about this mate uh tm's popped in uh she'd heard you were on craig this was it tm's popped in hi guys just popped in to say hi and good good luck um cp1 and foxes too TM. I've always liked them Spurs fans. I always have. <laughs> and I know you're going to be really, really disappointed because you are after Roy Hodgson. Uh, I love the fact that Spurs are confident of getting a manager in quick when it only took about six months and they ended up with Nuno. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, let's have a look at this. And I've got to say, it doesn't make completely awful reading. Um there we go. Look at that. Palace, they're going to finish 12th. Leicester are going to finish 13th, just above West Ham. Wolves, Leeds and Everton again surviving right at the end. And the bottom three are Forest, Bournemouth and Southampton. And can I just say, those that, those, that information that I was just reading out was also from um, Nielsen Grace Note as well. Um, thoughts on that? <laughs> Happy with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if we can just agree uh, that we'll just take that and move on to next season now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, as, save everyone as, a lot of trouble. Yeah. As Craig's as Craig's hero would say, Donald Trump, end it now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, at the start of the season, my three to go down were actually Southampton, Bournemouth and Leeds. So I'm not actually that far off. Rich, at this point, you're three to go down. Southampton, Bournemouth, and I've all, I've been stuck on that last one. I find it tough. I think Forest, just because of their fixtures. Wow. However, mm. however, their home form's been pretty decent. Yeah, yes, it has. Um, would you agree with the bottom three there, Greg? I would. I would, to be honest. I think I think Forest's home form has got them through, but at the end of it, I'm not sure that's going to be 
enough. Um, I think they've, they've been looking a little bit sticky over the past couple of weeks. Brennan mm-hmm. Johnson's been playing really well. He, he seems oh, to have... Uh, there, yeah, him and him and Gibbs White, I think, are the two real stars for uh, for Forrest in there. Um, but I'm not sure they've got enough quality um, to get themselves through. So it wouldn't would not surprise me that that's how the table looks or very, something very close to that at the end of the season. As much as I, like I say, would love for see Forest to go down, and I'm, I'm sorry, Luke, that's nothing personal, but it's just Nottingham Forest. And, of course, as Leicester fans, we'd li- it's like I'm sure Rich would absolutely love it if Brighton were in the bottom three there. Um, <laughs> I would, but I've got to say they've been phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, they have. Um, I just, I just, I'd love to see one of Leeds or Everton to go down because mm. I think if they avoid it for two years running, then I just think it's like seriously. Um, guys, it's that time of the show as we come towards the end. Um, score predictions now. Uh, I know what you went in your show, Rich, but I want you to be honest on this one. <laughs> and come into the real world, <laughs> don't go for your Palace win. Did I make a prediction? I don't think I made a prediction. You did, didn't you? Did I? You got one off, yeah, because you got one off me and Jack, didn't you? Yeah, you did, because you said Palace would win, and I thought he's been at the bottle. Uh, <laughs> Two-one Palace, anyway. You're <laughs> do well. right? Well, let's have a look what uh, us lot and the ex foxes went for. Ian Wilson is in Qatar at the moment, so he cannot. Um, well, he's not replied to me yet, so uh, he's probably out enjoying the sun. He's probably in bed now, to be honest with you. But Brad has gone 2-0 to Leicester. I have gone 3-1 to Leicester, simply because my original prediction of 2-1 agreed with Craig, so I thought I'd better change it to 3-1, and you'll see why in a minute. Uh, Craig there has gone 2-1. Uh, it's his favourite prediction. Uh, Tags who has gone 1-1. Uh, Ian Marshall's gone 2-2 Steve Leinitz 1-1 and Steve Walsh 1-1 I think all the ex-Foxes are hedging the bets there Greg they are aren't they yes. um, and, and that's unusual particularly unusual for Marshall to give us a, a yeah. chance of getting any points so um... yeah. he's usually very very. He, although he's an ex-Leicester player he isn't like Steve Walsh is he <laughs> no, <laughs> no, sort of... no but don't don't be too worried Rich about our predictions because three points for a correct prediction, one point for the correct outcome, and the table. Dare I say a little tad embarrassing for some? Now, far be it from me mm. to say who should be embarrassed looking at this. Um, but all, all I would say is this. I don't know, it's so difficult not to look smug at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> Am I pulling it off well? Um, second only to Jerry Taggart. And I didn't put myself second. It's an alphabetical order above Ian Marshall. That's the only reason. Uh, Tags, who actually walked away with it last season, if you remember, Craig. But mm. where are you, Craig? Oh, yeah, you, you, you're down there. You keep your Steve Linux company. Exactly, that's the kind of guy I am. I, I fall on my sword. I've got to say, <laughs> I, I've got to say, you know, if that's the scores for the whole season, that's pretty poor, isn't it? I mean, yes, I know that is embarrassing. That is pretty poor all round. 
you know. I, I, I'm paying the price for, for just being confident in us every week. I, I don't learn. Yeah, I, I I used to do that, and I realised it wasn't getting me anywhere, so I did predict a couple of losses and, get, and got some points on the board. Yeah. Uh, talking of points on the board, now, I wasn't going to do this, but when I was on eagle-eyed football earlier, I was lamping... <laughs> <laughs> it's still going up it's still going up I was lampooned for only getting four points right in one week of the prediction league when I went on there um, and I, I got to be honest with you I, I, I had to walk away and, and, and take five minutes out I was, you know, I was really really upset at that and I thought well let's have a look at how Rich did up against yourself, Craig, as quiz master in the big fat football quiz. Mm. So this is the top half of the table. Now you may notice there winning it was Aston Villa uh, with the Villa from the Villa Park Pod, uh, who came really good at the, on one of the last shows and got fifty. Um, well, let's all go just down that list a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further. I mean Burnley, Danny's down there on thirty. Oh, look, there he is. Found you. <laughs> Wasn't going to do that. Wasn't going to do that, Rich. But uh, I'm sure if it had been a quiz on Brighton, you'd have got every uh, every question right. Oh, God, I enjoyed that. <laughs> it's gone, Rich. It's gone. You're all right. You can show and that. That I've got to be honest with you. That was almost as good as stuck on you. Got this feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose. <laughs> oh, if I God. remember rightly, they were really tough questions, Rich. Thank you. Oh, come on! <laughs> I've always liked you, Craig. <laughs> well, all right then. We we have a bit of a quiz at the end, Rich. So we're going to include you in this one. No, 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 no! Don't get it's not it's not panicky. At the moment, Craig is losing two one to me, which you know is understandable, really. So basically, what I'm going to show you is a player who's played for both teams, so a foot in both camps. Uh, I'm going to show you his complete um, uh, history of clubs, and you have to name it. Now, if you can keep quiet, Rich, we'll see if Craig can get it first, and then we'll see whether you can then say whether you you got it or if he's Craig's got it wrong. If you can get it, so you mean basically, if I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he's so good at quizzes, Rich. You know he's gonna he's gonna walk this. <laughs> he's poised he's poised he's doing his Lionel Richie pose there mm. um, are you ready are you ready for this uh, uh, Craig come on then so who was you? you didn't get Junior Lewis last week last time did you no no, no you, you found my uh, Achilles heel to be honest with you nobody ever got Junior Lewis did they no. <laughs> but anyway here we go so, started at Crystal Palace, ended at Leicester. Neither of them were particularly long careers. And in the meantime, he went to Aldershot on loan, Southend, Derby, Charlton Athletic, where he, he had most games, 
They went to West Ham on loan before signing for them. Back to Charlton, at Watford, back to Charlton again. He likes Charlton and ended up at Leicester for 19 games. Craig, who is that player? Yes. Mm. You'll be pleased to know that absolutely no one is springing to mind there. 3-1 up, am I going? Oh, Probably. Probably. (laughs) Do you remember that time when you yeah, used to throw a question at me at the end of every, every prediction? Uh, no, I, I, I don't remember that at all, Chris. No, I didn't think you um, were somewhere. They were bloody hard. 248 games for South End. And then Charlton, 200. That is, that's a lot of games, isn't it? So by the time he got to us... Uh, An needy wife, Mike. Bloody hell. Hey, <laughs> enjoy your night. <laughs> Just giving um, Craig a bit of time. Here. I'm still thinking, Richard. Have you got anything, Rich, on this? No? Nothing, especially the fact that I was born in 1987. So. <laughs> oh, leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's definitely not getting it now. He's definitely. Charlton. I'm going to have to put the clock on this. Yeah. Has anyone got it in the comments yet, Chris? No. 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 Nobody's got a guess in the comments. I think I've stumped everybody here. Short, time. Yeah, right. Just just give us a minute then. Let's um South End. Lots of games for South End. And then lots of games for Charlton. Is this um... And this is 2008, 2010. No, I'm just amusing myself while you're having your minute. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm struggling here. Oh, bit of samba there. Um, <laughs> oh, any idea, Rich? Nope. Oh, it's it's just get it just gets better and better and better. You're loving this, Chris, aren't you? Yes, I am. Revenge has been very. Well, it's not a cold dish. It's bloody frozen. It's been that long. Mm. But now, those questions you used to give me were absolutely yeah. horrendous. So yes, I am enjoying this. What are position you... is this player play? Is he a defender or what? What is he? Oh no, you get no clues. You get. Oh no, well, no I've already said that. I don't know it, but so. Oh, it is. It is a defender. Mm. And are you ready? Go on. Three, two, one. Chris Powell. Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, only he only played 19 games at the end. He played. Do you remember he was in the Derby County team that we beat four nil in the first 15 minutes? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember him playing for South End. I, I I always saw him as a as a Charlton man. To be honest, I don't remember he had that many games for South End. Are you questioning? No, not at all. I'm just saying. I'm just making a statement <laughs> that I never realised. Might have got something wrong. How not at all. You? <laughs> not at all. As if. Bit of fun there, and I'm just three-one ahead. And Craig is performing as well as Crystal Palace and Leicester are. 
Rich, I really don't wish you any luck at all. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, good, well, past the weekend, good luck. This weekend, really, I, I, but you know, you know that Eduardo would get a goal against us and turn around and say to Brendan, look what you could have had. And, you know, probably Jeff Schlupp as well. And Zahar, Zahar loves scoring against us. Zahar, yes. But Schlupp does, and I did say on your show, yeah. didn't I, Rich? He only likes to score against Leicester. He never scored for Leicester. But, uh, Rich, thanks so much for coming on. I have put your link in the description below to both your Twitter and to your YouTube. But just give a shout out as to where people can find you. Now, pleasure as always, both Chris and Craig. Uh, always good fun. Always good fun. Um, yeah, apart from this this weekend, all the best for the rest of the season. I think I think you'll be fine, to be honest. Um, yeah, you can find me on Eagle Eyed Football on YouTube. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I think you'll be fine as well, to be honest with you. Um, so good luck, like I say, after the weekend. Hopefully, we are still chatting in some form or another next season. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody does want to remember Rich when he was on the show, you can go on to LTID TV, go to the fun section where all the quizzes and jokes are, and you will see Rich's... I'm, I'm going to report the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to report it as abuse. of being abused. <laughs> all the best, Rich. Take, Take care. care. Take care. Cheers, Rich. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks to Rich there. Do go and check his channel out. Uh, the links are in the description below. It is a real good laugh. Even even if he does look a bit like this guy. <laughs> what can I say? Um, Craig, thank you. And we're not going to pick a team because to be quite no. honest with you, I'm too nervous. And, I, good. and, I don't... and my battery's about to go anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so good idea. Good idea not to do that. Uh, well, no, no, none of us get it right anyway, do we? Yeah. But uh, hey, all the best, mate. Fingers crossed for three points. Yep, let's hope so. This is the. I'm, not, I'm, I'm in hope, but more than uh, expectation. Champ championships always good fun, anyway. It's proper football. Extra games, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah, extra games. Yeah, more like proper football. None of this sort of namby pamby rolling around no. on the floor, Premier League I stuff. Think yeah. No VAR. Yeah. No, no, I'll no, bloody introduce it for next season. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, mate. Have a good right. weekend to you and your family. Cheers, All right. Cheers you. Chris. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. And, oops. That is just Craig. I should have yeah. removed him first. There we go. Um, they've given us on StreamYard the option to have these all-our-own little bit extras. So... I'm struggled. I'm struggling with it, as you can see. Um, thank you, everybody who's been watch watching. Doug is coming in right at the end. Uh, but then again, that's probably what got his wife pregnant. Uh, <laughs> Doug. Um, Gray, um, which Leicester forward played for Derby and uh, City early 70s? Was it Roger Davis, by any chance? Um yeah, congratulations on Spain, Doug. Uh, see, they had they had Rogers in charge with the long grass. Um, everybody saying bye to everybody else. Uh, Luke says, "Listen, if you go down, you'll enjoy going Plymouth away on a wet Tuesday night." 
Yeah. Be better than going to the city ground on a wet Tuesday night, won't it? And playing the biggest, the second biggest team in Nottingham. Uh, you know I jest, Luke. You know I jest. Um, yeah, all the best, Craig. Thanks very much. Uh, I just want to say on on a on a personal note, he, he, not watching, but uh, I just want to say commiserations to Dan. Uh, if you've seen him, if anybody mixes with Dan on here and in all the shows, you'll know uh, my, my my YouTube son. But um, his dad had a really, really bad accident before Christmas. Uh, it's a silly accident, but it happened. And unfortunately, he, he passed away uh, over the weekend. So uh, commiserations to uh, Dan and all his family. Uh, RIP to his dad. Look, mate, you make you 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 got you got um, to 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 make up with him, and you know if nothing else, that's something positive that's come out of it. So uh, our thoughts are with you and your family, mate. So take care. Thank you to everybody that was in the chat. This has been Lester Till I Die TV on both YouTube and on um, Twitch. And if you've been listening to us on your favourite podcast platform, it's Lester Till I Die. Thank you very much. I've been Chris, and if I can just say, if I can find it, I will leave you, as I always do, with Arnie. Good night. God bless. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.